I'm Grace Kelly and a huge welcome to the Saving Grace podcast, a place where we discuss all things personal development, well-being, mindset and so much more. I'll be sharing with you awareness, understanding and education on a range of topics that can impact both our personal and professional lives. Unlike any other classroom, you can sit back, put your feet up and relax as I bring to you a range of amazing guests who are on a quest to help you find your saving grace in each day. Welcome back to the Saving Grace podcast. On this week's episode, I am here all on my own and going solo, and I don't have the support today of someone else joining me in this space. But I know that if I don't push and challenge myself in different ways, then I won't continue to learn and grow. So here we are. And because this is an educational podcast focusing specifically on personal development, I just wanted to jump on here today and share with you a number of books that really helped me at the beginning of my own personal development journey and also books that I have since used to disseminate this message across my classroom, our staff room and school community. So if you're listening to this and you want to get involved in your own personal development or you want to disseminate more of this work across your school, I would really recommend that you start reading some books for your own personal pleasure so that you can become more familiar with different elements of personal development, be it workings of the brain or our habits, or our thought processes and behaviours, or our mindsets. And because we will be on the run-up to Christmas soon, you may know someone who would love a new read, and there's no better read than a personal development read, in my opinion. So here goes. I'm going to try and keep it to 10. It will probably more be more like 20 because there's just so many that I love for different reasons that have really helped me at different stages. So this list is not meant to be exhaustive, but rather a quick overview of some of my go-to books. So let's get started. So the first up is The Chimp Paradox by Dr. Steve Peters. Now, The Chimp Paradox is a brilliant book. It's one that I read right at the very beginning and it uses a simple analogy to help you take control of your emotions and act in your own best interests, whether it's in making decisions or communicating with others or your health and your happiness. And in this book, Dr. Steve Peters explains how each of us has a psychological chimp inside our brains primitively reacting to the world and spurring us to act emotionally or impetuously or irresponsibly. And if you've ever struggled to stay in control of your urges or succumbed to temptation or sabotaged your own success, your chimp has probably taken the reins for a bit. But fortunately, our brains also have an inner human who, when functioning properly, keeps our inner chimp under control and allows us to interact with the world in a stable, positive and productive way. So in The Chimp Paradox, um, psychiatrist Steve Peters outlines a mind management program that can help you manage your inner chimp and lead you to happiness, success and have a sense of balance between your emotional and your thinking selves. 
Next up is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Now, this is an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. And it is a great read if you're interested in habits and the compound effect. And I find this one really helped not only me, but my students also to understand the power of their habits and productivity. It is the definitive guide to breaking bad behaviours and adopting good ones in four steps, showing you how small, incremental, everyday routines compound into a massive positive change over time. So for example, when I pull up my blinds, I will do three things straight after it. So blinds up, bed made, anything on the floor is put away. Uh, When we begin a new habit, it can feel like effort, but after time, it is like an atomic trigger in our brain that we don't even notice. And now I don't really notice what I'm doing um, in terms of my habits, and it doesn't really feel like effort at all. So if you're interested in breaking bad habits and building more healthier ones, Atomic Habits is definitely a good read. Next up is Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. In this book, Frankl states that finding and cultivating meaning in our daily lives is critical if we want to achieve what Socrates calls a life well lived. Frankl's insights teach us that not only is there value in our search for meaning, but it is the duty of each and every one of us to find that meaning for ourselves and to pursue it. Frankel's Man's Search for Meaning provides a vivid account of an individual's experience as a prisoner in a Nazi concentration camp. This book focuses on love, hope, responsibility, inner freedom, and the beauty to be found in both nature and art as means that help one endure and overcome harrowing experiences. Frankel believed that humans are motivated by something called a will to meaning, which is the desire to find meaning in life. And he argued that life can have meaning even in the most miserable of circumstances and that the motivation for living comes from finding it. The next book I would recommend is Self-Confidence by Paul McGee. This resource remains the essential guide to increasing self-confidence and boosting success. And in this book, Paul shows you how increasing your confidence by even a small amount can lead to dramatic positive changes in your life. And Paul has written a series of different books. And on that note, I would also recommend his Sumo for Schools book, The Sumo Secrets to Being a Positive and Confident Teenager, which is a book that just completely condenses lots of personal development and um psychology into language that children can understand. The next book I would like to recommend is Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman. Now, this groundbreaking bestseller redefines intelligence and success and asks the question, does IQ define our destiny? Well, Daniel Goleman argues that our view of human intelligence is far too narrow and that our emotions play a major role in our thoughts, our decision making and individual success. Self-awareness, impulse control, persistence, 
motivation and empathy are all qualities that mark people who excel, whose relationships flourish, who are stars in the workplace, and with new insights into the brain architecture, underlying emotion and rationality, Goldman shows precisely how emotional intelligence can be nurtured and strengthened in all of us. Start With Why by Simon Sinek is another great book which I would highly recommend and Simon Sinek's mission is to help others do work which inspires them and he uses real world examples of great leaders to show you how they communicate and how you can adapt their mindset to inspire others. Start With Why is a book based on Simon Sinek's first TEDx talk, which he gave in 2009. And this is now the third most watched TED talk of all time, with over 25 million views to date. Start With Why explains how we can create a long-term success by continually focusing on our why. Starting With Why will help us overcome all types of obstacles that can come our way. People like Martin Luther King Jr., Steve Jobs and the Wright brothers had little in common, but they all started with why. They realised that people won't truly buy into a product or a service or a movement or an idea until they understand the why behind it. Start With Why shows that the leaders who have had the greatest influence in the world all think, act and communicate the same way. And it's the opposite of what everyone else does. Cynic calls this powerful idea the golden circle, and it provides a framework upon which organizations can be built, movements can be led, and people can be inspired. And it all starts with why. The next book that I would like to recommend is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, which is a self-improvement book. It is written on Kobe's belief that the way we see the world is entirely based on our own perceptions. In order to change a given situation, we must change ourselves. And in order to change ourselves, we must be able to change our perceptions. This iconic 1989 self-help book shows you how to become a more effective person not only in business or the workplace, but in the rest of your life by changing how you see the world and better understand your own definition of success. This book has sold more than 25 million copies worldwide since its publication, but his book isn't about giving you a set of rules or principles to follow, but about changing your character and how you see the world. So it's not a quick fix book, but this then informs your behaviours and how you react to different situations. And this book uses the example of getting lost in a new city. A person with a negative paradigm or the way that they see the world will see it as a frustrating waste of time, whereas someone with a positive paradigm will see it as an exciting new adventure. Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People Aim to adjust your character so that you see the world in a positive paradigm. The titles of these habits can seem a little bit cryptic at first, but they can be summarized as being proactive, beginning with the end in mind, putting first things first, think win-win, seeking first to understand, then to be understood, synergize and sharpen the saw if you want to keep sawing.
Mindset by Carol Dweck outlines that you have powerful beliefs that affect what you want in life and whether or not you get it. In Mindset, psychologist and researcher Carol Dweck argues that your mindset can determine the course of much of your life, starting as early as your preschool years. You learn one of two mindsets from your parents, your teachers, and your or your coaches, either that personal qualities such as intelligence are innate and unchangeable, which is a fixed mindset, or that you and others can change and grow, which is a growth mindset. And this view shapes your personality and helps or hinders you from reaching your potential. Your mindset shapes how you learn, cope with setbacks, advance in your career, and relate to others. And here is how the two mindsets compare. When you have a fixed mindset, you believe that your abilities are unchangeable. You were born with certain traits and certain amount of intelligence, and that is that. Many people are trained in this mindset from an early age, for instance, by a teacher who believes that your IQ determines everything. Either you're smart or you're not, or you can learn or you can't. And when you view your abilities as unchangeable, you feel that you must constantly prove yourself. And if people get a set amount of intelligence, you want to prove that you have a lot, although you secretly worry that you don't and that you were shortchanged. When you have a growth mindset, however, you believe the abilities that you were born with are only a starting point. You can get smarter and grow with hard work, persistence and the right learning strategies. You have a passion for learning. You welcome mistakes as opportunities to learn and you seek challenges so that you can stretch. The two different mindsets lead to two different sets of thoughts and actions and two different paths. They dictate people's aspirations, how they see success failure and effort and what that means in school, sports, work and relationships. So I would highly recommend that you read this book, um, Mindset by Carol Dweck, for both personal reasons and to disseminate this message with your students also. So the next one is Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. Awaken the Giant Within is the psychological blueprint that you can follow to wake up and start taking control of your life, starting in your mind, spreading through your body, and then all the way through your relationships, work and finances until you're the giant that you were always meant to be. Many people assume that their ideal life will never be more than a fantasy, but in reality, you have the power to create the life that you dream about. And in this book, life coach and self-help guru, Tony Robbins, provides empowering insights and strategies to help you take control of every aspect of your life, from your emotions to your focus. And in many cases, you can make transformational changes to your life through some small adjustments. Who Moved My Cheese by Dr. Spencer Johnson is a simple parable that reveals profound truths. It is the amusing and enlightening story of four characters who live in a maze and look for cheese to nourish them and make them happy. Cheese here is the metaphor for what you want to have in life. So, for example, a good job 
or a loving relationship, money or possessions, health or spiritual peace of mind. And the maze is where you look for what you want. So perhaps the organization that you work in or the family or community in which you live. But the problem is that the cheese keeps moving. And in the story, the characters are faced with unexpected change in their search for cheese. And one of them eventually deals with change successfully and writes what he has learned on the maze walls for all of the readers to discover. You'll learn how to anticipate, adapt to, and enjoy change and be ready to change quickly whenever you read to by reading this book. I would also highly recommend uh, Grit by Angela Duckworth. And in this book, Duckworth describes grit as the combination of passion, a deep, enduring knowledge of what you want, and perseverance, which is your hard work and resilience. And it's about moving in a direction with consistency and endurance, like having a clear inner compass that guides all your decisions and actions. And as I said, I would really highly recommend Grit by Angela Duckworth. In addition to that, um, I would also recommend Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. And in this book, Jeffers explores what we fear, why we feel it, and what to do differently. We can fear losing our health, our relationships, our job, making key decisions or being rejected, laughed at or betrayed. And Jeffers provides in her book a roadmap to help us feel our fears whilst taking steps to move forward. And I often can be heard now saying, I just feel the fear and do it anyway, like it's become a mantra in my life, having read her book. But I would also recommend more school-based books as well, um, such as the Teacher Wellbeing and Self-Care Handbook, which was written during lockdown by Dr. Emma Kell and Adrienne Bethune. It is a great little handbook um, to have about all different types of teacher wellbeing and self-care topics and how we can really enhance them within our schools. Um, I would also recommend uh, Live Well, Teach Well by Abigail Mann. Again, a great school-based book for staff. Um, this is really about stress and, and, you know, what teachers can do when they they just feel like they're absolutely drowning and nearing uh, burnout. And finally, I would like to recommend um, in this episode, The Elephant in the Staff Room, which is a book about how to, redu- how to reduce stress and improve your teacher well-being. So there's an absolute multitude of personal development and well-being books out there, but these are just a few of my favourites, but I've got loads, but I think this is probably the top 10. Um, And the reason why I love reading personal development books, it all comes back to the same belief that investing in ourselves doesn't only improve our lives, it improves the lives of those around us. And the ripple effect is huge. And the more we know and learn and read around this topic, I just think the better for ourselves and for our students as well. I would love you to share this episode with a friend or a colleague if they think they may be interested in maybe getting some personal development books or kind of delving into this area, or maybe someone who perhaps works as a school wellbeing lead or a leader and a manager who may be interested in implementing more personal development 
and well-being into their school programs. Please share this episode on social media and head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. I can't wait to join you next week when I will be joined with yet another amazing guest who are on the quest to help you find your saving grace in each day.